Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 48. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Katie Lang. In celebration of Pride Month, the Grammy and Juno award-winning musician is releasing a new remixes record entitled Makeover. In today's episode, we're talking about what community means to her, truth and connections with music, and her beloved Portland Trailblazers. Here we go. Our guest today is a multiple Grammy and Juno award-winning songwriter and singer. She's worked with everyone from Tony Bennett to Nico Case and Roy Orbison, and is about to release a new compilation record of remixes. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, the one and only Katie Lang. Hi, Simon. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate it. Of course. Happy to, happy to speak with you. <laughs> now, uh, Katie, Australian audiences only saw you out here last January um, at the start of 2020 when you were here for the Bushfire Relief. Uh, were they the last shows that you played before um, before everything happened, before the world went a little bit crazy? Yes, absolutely. That was it. Then lockdown. Then lockdown. Was it, uh, were you locked down in Portland or are you back in Canada now? I'm in Canada. Okay. You were previously in Portland though, weren't you? Yeah. I, I still go back and forth, but since, since uh, COVID I've been in Canada. I think that um, from all accounts that I've seen that Canada's doing a lot better with the, um, with the pandemic. So I think that's the smart choice. I think you've made the right decision. <laughs> well, we, do, we haven't gone without our suffering for sure. Of course, of course. You've just released Makeover, which is an incredible collection of remixes of uh, your songs from 1992 to I think uh, 1998 or 2000. Firstly, congratulations on the release. Thank you. Uh, what brought upon the decision to, to release these songs? Uh, I guess just having time to think creatively and and I I I was aware that I I was sitting on a vault of remixes all these years of from from my heyday so to speak and uh I I just felt like it was a good time to release a compilation of those I didn't expect it to be sort of um as official as it became <laughs> but I'm quite happy about it and then when I I 
I remembered the photo, the David Lachapelle photo for the, for the cover. And, and once we found it and got his permission, everything came together. And then we started to get really excited. And uh, today we saw the turquoise vinyl and it is gorgeous. I don't know if we do turquoise vinyl in Australia, but in the States, it's, it's beautiful. I did see an image of the, I think of the turquoise vinyl and, um, I think there's also for for a very limited run. There's almost like a, it's a paper doll kind of insert. In, in yeah, the, that was yeah that was uh, out of nowhere. This uh, fan Katya from Finland sent this these drawings of of all my outfits over the years, and it just happened to coincide with the release of Makeover, and I was like, we've got to connect the two. We have to. <laughs> We have to make this is too perfect. So we um, did a special edition and, and sold them for uh, for charity to to benefit the World Wildlife Foundation. That's a very good cause. I think that's um a, yeah an incredible cause to to donate to. I had read one of the catalysts for uh, I guess maybe that th- where the idea came from for putting out the the collection was um, and I'm, I'm going to quote you on this, but I'm going to alter it slightly, um, was you amusing on how we built community in the days before the internet, mobile devices and dating apps. Mm-hmm. What was it back then about these songs that you think helped in creating community or, or family in a way? Well, I just, I remember, I mean, first of all, I spent my youth in gay clubs, um, as a young budding lesbian and experiencing community for the first time coming from a small town, moving to Edmonton and going to the gay clubs. It was, it was like tapping into a vein of gold and leading me to, to Oz, you know, it was just (laughs) incredible to, to feel a sense of belonging and, and then, and then it, it's funny. it, It happened again, after I came out and, uh, you know, I think really the premise of me, um, the record company remixing my songs was to speak to the directly to the gay community. Um, and the, the dance clubs were, was the, the, was the vortex. It was the social hall of our community. Um, especially at the time of AIDS when, you know, homophobia was rampant and, um, we had to have a sense of community and safe space. Yeah. So I, I, I feel, I feel like it was, um, it, it, it was just such a nice way to connect with the gay community again. Of course. I can imagine that these songs had, well, I imagine they had quite an impact back then as well. Looking back with the, um, I don't want to say the luxury of time, but being able to look back on them now with hindsight, uh, do they, because I imagine it, it, they were quite empowering, but they're also quite heavy at times, depending on, on the song and, and what was happening. Do they still kind of have that same feeling that they did back then now? That's a great question. It, at the time, dance music was is was way out of my wheelhouse you know it wasn't something that uh, that kind of 
dance music. I mean, I grew up listening to disco and dancing to Grace Jones and the Commodores and all that, but, (laughs) and that's a huge part of who I am, but to hear my own music deconstructed and reconfigured was very shocking. Um, And it was way progressive to where I was at at the time because I was focused on being the best vocalist, the best narrator of emotions I could be. And, um, but I also understood that dance remixes were a way of communicating through physicality. And I felt that that was also important. It just wasn't something that I totally comprehend, had total comprehension of. It was very exciting when I first read that you were releasing a, um, a remix album. I feel this is the part where I'm going to compliment you. So I'll just be forward. I'll be forthcoming with it. Um, (laughs) uh, Is that I feel that out of many artists have had very illustrious careers. You are one who um, has been able to interpret and reinterpret songs and, and whether it be a remix or a cover, I feel that you've always kind of been able to make something your own and, and have it still um, using Hallelujah or whatever it may be, like that song's been covered m- multiple times, but you still manage to make it stand out from the pack and make it your own, whether it be a remix or a cover, what do you think is the um, maybe ingredients is not the right word, but what do you, what are the qualities, sorry, that you look for when you are reinterpreting a song or, or, or as you said, um, breaking down and then, then reimagining? Uh, I think without a doubt, the number one prerequisite is truth. Like I have to feel a legitimate, authentic connection to the idea of something. So either to the idea of a concept of, of, of a visual of a, you know, the concept of the, the David LaChapelle photo on the cover, for example, or, or the idea of me singing hallelujah. I have to feel it has to resonate with me on every level. And I've been really, really adamant and such a stickler for that my whole career. I've really, I've never allowed myself to stray from that discipline. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That 
seems very fair. That seems like it's, um, I guess, a very good choice to make in terms of, of when you are deciding on on songs and, and projects. One thing I did want to touch on is that, um, as I mentioned quite prolific you've done quite a lot with your career and you've recorded with artists like Tony Bennett, Roy Orbison um, you've had super groups with Nico Case and Laura Veers and uh, speaking of Portland before you starred in shows like Portlandia which was um, fantastic <laughs> when, when you are picking and choosing projects whether they're musical or not is it the same kind of thing that when, when Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein call, does that have to resonate or is it a different kind of approach when you're picking other projects to work on? No, exactly the same. Exactly the same protocol. Has there ever been something that's been brought to you and and I guess maybe in theory or on paper it did seem like, yes, this is the right, um, this is definitely something that we'll be doing, but... Um, in the end, it didn't kind of play out or wasn't exactly what it was uh, thought to be? Uh, yeah, there's probably been things like that. Um, I know I did. I, I, I'm thinking now I did do a beer commercial early, 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 early on in my career that <laughs> has never sat quite <laughs> quite right with me. But that, that's but there have, obviously there's things that you you think are going to work and they don't, but nothing too glaring. That, that's good. I'm glad that a beer commercial, I feel, can be lived with <laughs> um, compared <laughs> to some other things. So I'm glad that's that's only it. As mentioned, this record is also being released in celebration of, of Pride Month. For decades now, you have famously been an icon for the LGBTQI community. Um, and I know for a little while back in the past uh, that, you've sometimes felt that that maybe detracted a little from your music. I'm curious, when did that thought process change for you when you knew that they could kind of stand side by side and not detract from one another, or they could be their two own entities? I don't think they can um, because we're still talking about it. So I don't, I, I don't think it can be, although I think with time and with my own personal peace with it, um, it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, it does matter. It matters profusely, but I mean, it, there's no negative consequence to it. It's, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like whatever the listener, however, whatever channel the, listener resonates for it that's what matters it doesn't matter if if you're a christian from utah and you like katie lang or if you're a a gay clubbing guy from sydney it doesn't matter right because we're inseparable yeah ultimately does does pride uh what does pride month mean to you in terms of when you kind of think, I know that the album is in celebration of that. Is it something that you, um, well, it means a multitude of things. Um, you know, it means that the youngsters get to go and party and have fun and dress crazy, but it also (laughs) means that it also means that our struggle is not over. And, um, you know, 
as I've said before, if if we're if there's not equanimity in terms of liberty to be oneself, then none of us are free. So, and that goes beyond the LGBTQ plus community. That that's human human beings. So yeah, I, and I and I. It, that sounds like a catchphrase, but that is my truth. That is what I believe. No, I can. I think that's very true. It, um, although without taking anything away from the LGBTQI community, it is a universal thing where it should be applied to to all humans. Katie, when do you do listen to these remixes? I'm curious. Do you also listen to much contemporary music? Is there anything on your stereo at the moment that? Um, that you're really liking that that might shock some of the um, the listeners to the podcast. I'm never prepared for this question, oh, no sorry. matter how many. T- <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I am listening to everything all the time, and whatever is happening, I'm listening to it. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, I listen to my partner's son's hip hop, so you know that's not out of my listening wheelhouse but i i listen to a lot of eclectic radio there's a great station in la that i listen to um i listen to country jazz classical all of it all of it all the time it's just all over the place so i wouldn't i I don't know if i could pull up anything that would really surprise people because nothing is out of bounds for me that's very fair. I um, when you did mention um, your partner's son's music. With that being said, I do look forward to Katie Lang hip hop record at some point <laughs> in the future. Hold your breath, Simon. Hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the last thing I wanted to touch on, Katie, was I know that you're also, we are a music podcast, so I'm more than happy to admit my own faults when it does come to sports, but I know that you are a very big fan of, I believe it's the Trailblazers mm-hmm. in the NBA. Mm-hmm. How are they going at the moment? Because I've seen that. Well, it, yeah. in one hour and 14 minutes, they're playing their second first round in the playoffs. And they won their first game. So it's the best out of seven. So I'm a little on pins and needles right now, preparing Mm -hmm. for our second (laughs) battle. (laughs) Were you ever much into basketball yourself or or to sports? Yes. Oh my God. That's all I did. I, yes, of course I played basketball. Volleyball was my forte, but I I did track and field. I did baseball. I I did, I did every sport that I, you know, I grew up in a very small town. So that's what that, that's what it was. Was it basketball or sport that came before music or concurrently, or is there another timeline? Concurrently. Yeah. Concurrently. I mean, I started studying classical music at the age of five and music was always prevalent in my household, but um, there was a limited cultural availability in my town. So it, it sports sort of overtook it. And then I actually went to college to play volleyball, but broke my ankle in tryouts and uh, discovered marijuana and music lesson music uh you know, I studied music in in college, so th- that sort of 
abducted my, my interests. Yep. I can very much understand that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Katie, I do very much appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and congratulations again on uh, Makeover. It is out now. Um, and very lastly, all the best for in an hour's time with the game. I do wish the Trailblazers the best. <laughs> as well. Oh, you're so sweet, Simon. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. And it was really nice speaking with you. That's our show. A massive thank you to Katie Lang for her time. Makeover is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you want to buy a copy of the vinyl. We also want to give a huge shout out to Nick at Footstomp Music and Erin at Warner Music Australia for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.